Welcome to Everyday Buddhism, making every day better by applying the proven tools found in Buddhist concepts. Welcome to episode 28 of Everyday Buddhism, making every day better. You know, I'm recording this podcast episode on the last day of June, 2019. I launched the whole podcast on June 21st, 2018 on the summer solstice, almost exactly one year ago. I had hoped to make some noise about this one year birthday of the podcast and it's nearly 90,000 plus downloads as of today, but the stuff of life had other plans. Instead, I spent the last eight or nine days sick with a knockout summer cold and struggling to just get out of bed. Just like life to mess with your big plans, huh? But you know, it, it got me thinking about all the things we try so hard to make perfect and typically end up being disappointed. We try to make ourselves, quote-unquote, perfect, many of us focusing for most of our lives on making the outside of ourselves perfect. Perfect bodies, perfect hair, perfect teeth, spending far too much time, thought time, and actual years, planning and doing activities to make our, quote-unquote, selves perfect. Until we notice that all of a sudden we're old and our bodies are doing what they naturally do as we age and they're not looking so perfect. Understanding that truth of the impermanence and interconnectedness of life late in life, like many of us do, hits hard when age gets in the way of bodily ideals. Just check out the sales of hair dye, teeth whiteners, lifting and tightening garments, Botox, plastic surgery. And then there's the perfect clothes, the perfect food, the perfect vacation, the perfect workout, the perfect weekend, the perfect relationship, the perfect wedding, and all the perfect pictures of our perfect selves uploaded to Instagram and Facebook, Hashbook, Hashtag no filter. So if a tree fell in the forest and there was no one there to hear it, would it make a sound? Would it be the perfect dinner if the photo didn't get 50 likes on Instagram? You know, when I posted my last episode a little over two weeks ago, I mentioned that I had been preparing to officiate our niece Samantha's and her fiancé Andrew's wedding on June 15th. It was an honor to help them make their ceremony special, as they are very special, warm, and loving people who we both adore. The wedding was beautiful. On the shores of Canandaigua Lake, one of the Finger Lakes, the wedding party stood with our backs to the lake in a beautifully decorated park gazebo, It was beautiful. It was full of love and life. But was it 
perfect? Like every day, it wasn't perfect. Gale force winds blew off the lake, creating some PA microphone hum in the celloists and my microphone. The papers of my talk were flipping on their own. My niece Sam's vows nearly flew away as she was reading them, and my robes were flying out around me like the flying nun. Yet, it didn't rain until we were at the reception location across the street where we watched the drama of the thickening and darkening skies over the lake open up to a steady rain. It was beautiful, partly because we weren't in it. So it might not have been the perfection Sam and Andrew or the wedding party may have imagined, but it was a good, beautiful day that brought the perfection of moments that could not have been planned. There was something beautiful about a shared laugh that only the interconnectedness of people, place, and time in a single moment could bring. And so that brings me to the subject of this talk. What is a perfect marriage? A perfect relationship? with a significant other, family member, or friend. It can only be what it is at that intersection of person, place, and time. If each person allows the other person or the place and the time to unfold just as life nudges it to unfold, it could be perfect. That means he, she, or it probably won't say, do, or be as you expect. Yet, if you allow everyone and everything to be as it is, while you remain in a positive, open, and non-judgmental participant, then something beautiful, like a shared laugh or a surprise, will arise out of that perfect now. Something that you didn't expect or plan that interconnectedness of people, place, and time in a single moment can bring out the perfection of the unexpected, of the unplanned. At the wedding reception, a couple came up to me and commented that my wedding talk was an important message for all relationships, just starting out or seasoned. They were also podcast listeners. Thank you very much and suggested I share the talk in a podcast episode. So, with Sam and Andrew's permission, and in honor of all the June or July weddings, new relationship beginnings, and renewed vows, I will share my talk and edited comments from the flow of the ceremony. The thread or theme throughout is allowing for perfection, the perfection of the moment in yourself, in your partner, in your day, in your life. Not the perfect of fairy tales, but the perfection of life being life without our constraining it to fit the boxes of perfection we have invented with our conceptual thinking. The perfection of life exists in that very impermanence and interdependence that comes along and messes with our plans. But it's only in sealing those plans of ours in concrete that causes us not to glimpse the perfection. 
a bow of thanks to my sensei, Reverend Koyo Kabosi, for part of the flow of the narrative which he wrote, and also to Reverend James Ford for inspiration and thoughts about the exchange of rings, and to Roshi Wendy Egyoko Nakao for the reading A Blessing for the Journey. So, without any more introduction, here is sort of the flow of the the wedding and my talk within the wedding. Um, it is edited somewhat, and I took out a lot of the references to my um, niece and her new husband, um, but left a couple in just because it was pretty hard to edit it without referring to somebody. So here is the wedding. I welcome you to the ceremony and celebration. Marriage is a promise, a sacred promise. And you are here because the couple feels close to you and asked you to join them in this dedication of that sacred promise. You know, nothing happens without a cause. Such a sacred union of two people to last all of their lives is a result of the guidance and influence of and influence of, of family and friends. Therefore, it is fitting and appropriate that you are here to witness their wedding because the mutual respect and values they bring to their marriage have their roots in the love and friendship you have given them. You know, we live in a time when very little in life is considered sacred. But one thing must remain sacred in all times, and that is a promise between two people. Today, we are celebrating a joyful agreement between this couple and you, as family and friends, symbolically represent all the people in the world who will be touched by their life together. Because they've chosen to share this ceremony with you, their friends and family, as witnesses to their sacred promise, please help bless this marriage with your own individual wishes and prayers for their continued love and happiness as they embark on the most profound journey of their lives. There is something very heroic about marriage. The thought that you wish to stay committed to one person for the rest of your life, through sickness and in health, for better and for worse, what a preposterous idea. It seems only someone young, idealistic, or in love would dream it possible. But from time immemorial, People have tried it anyway, and they have succeeded. Our heroes, Sam and Andrew, hold fast to the possibility of achieving it, of perfecting their union, of continuing to inspire in each other a dream, of having faith in each other, allowing each other to be vulnerable, to be himself or herself, even when not in total agreement and of never giving up, even when the odds look bad and seem to say quit. As they continue the rest of their lives walking together, may they find far more in their life together than either would have found alone. And may they come to know that caring is sharing, and living is giving. 
as they build a new life and a new home together, may it be a haven from the tensions of our time and may it be the one place they most want to be. Love is oneness. The love they share is not only for themselves, but also for others. May they be a shining expression of this oneness so that others may also experience oneness through their relationships with them. You know, a central insight expressed in Buddhist thought is that of interrelatedness or interdependence. Titnat Han expresses it as interbeing. Another Buddhist teacher calls it inner togetherness. Everyone here today is a testimony to this interbeing or inner togetherness as we feel the love that holds this couple together and that unites us all in love, good wishes, and happiness for them. If each of you embrace the truth of this oneness, even if conditions temporarily separate you, you will still be together. At the beginning of a new relationship, we can never predict how it will evolve. We begin shrouded in the gauzy unreality of a fairy tale, then walk through our days, turning into different people right before each other's eyes. And if we're lucky, we turn into better people if we give each other the space to change. As a relationship seasons, we, we can become convinced that we know exactly what our partner will say or do because that is how they always think. But we can never know for certain. The more certain we are, the more fixed we become. And the more likely the dynamic truth of our partner will be hidden to us forever. And the idealism wrapped in that original dream of a perfect marriage will harden and decay. The truth is that beneath a conventional knowing of your partner lies a vast and profound unknowing. And in that unknowing, all good things are possible, even perfection the perfect relationship, the perfect marriage. You know, there's a story of a student asking a Zen master if enlightenment is really possible. And he answered, yes, if you're willing to allow for it. In their marriage, we trust that they will allow the seeming impossibility of a perfect union. In the heroic journey of marriage, May Andrew find within himself a greater sense of who he is meant to be if Samantha continues to see the good in him, to accept him for who he is and who he will become. And may Samantha continue to become more of her true self, resting in the love and support of Andrew. May both of these beautiful and strong people become more beautiful and strong as they live in that sacred space of their love for each other, blessing the world with the brightness of their true selves. Our prayer for both of you 
is that you might find such profound acceptance and release that together you offer a freedom to the world, the freedom to take up sacred promises and holy commitments, to commit yourselves to preposterous, idealistic visions that only love can power and to be willing to allow for their perfection. Now a reading called A Blessing for the Journey by Roshi Wendy Egyako Nakao. Let us vow to bear witness to the wholeness of life, realizing the completeness of each and everything. Embracing our differences, I shall know myself as you and you as myself. May we serve each other for all our days, here, there, and everywhere. Let us vow to open ourselves to the abundance of life, freely giving and receiving. I shall care for you, for the trees and stars, as treasures of my very own. May we be grateful for all our days, here, there, and everywhere. Let us vow to forgive all hurt caused by ourselves and others and to never condone hurtful ways. Being responsible for my actions, I shall free myself and you. Will you free me too? May we be kind for all our days, here, there, and everywhere. Let us vow to remember that all, all that appears will disappear. In the, in the midst of this uncertainty, I shall so love. Here, now, I call to you. Let us together live the great peace that we are. May we give no fear for all our days, here, there, and everywhere. Now, the pledges of, of the service um, I, I administered. So to the bride and groom, I said, recognizing that the external conditions in life will not always be smooth and that internally your own minds and emotions will sometimes get stuck in negativity. Do you pledge to see all these circumstances as a challenge to help you grow, to open your hearts, to accept yourselves and each other? and to generate compassion for others who are also suffering? Do you pledge to avoid becoming narrow, closed, or opinionated, and to help each other to see various sides of situations? Understanding that just as we are a mystery to ourselves, each other person is also a mystery to us. Do you pledge to seek to understand yourselves, each other, and all living beings, to examine your own minds continually, and to regard all the mysteries of life with curiosity and joy. Do you pledge to preserve and enrich your affection for each other and to share it with all beings, to take the loving feelings you have for one another and your vision of each other's potential and inner beauty as an example and rather than spiraling inwards and becoming self-absorbed, to radiate this love outwards 
to all beings. And then the vow section. Before entering into your marriage vows, remember, it is the responsibility of both partners to help each other in times of stress and difficulty, to be patient and gentle, and to communicate openly and honestly. Remember, too, it is your responsibility to help each other to know that life itself is a precious gift that keeps giving and giving. A vow is a sacred obligation to love and sustain one another throughout your lives. The couple shared their vows with each other, and then then we went to the placing of the rings. Rings are an ancient symbol, blessed and simple, round like the sun, like the eye, and like arms that embrace. Rings are circles, reminding us of the endless cycles of life and love. And so may these symbols remind you always that your love, like the sun, illumines, that your love, like the eye, must see clearly, and that your love, like arms that embrace, truly is a blessing upon this world. Your rings are the symbol of the spiritual bond that unites two loving hearts. May they be a constant reminder of the vows you made to each other on this day. That's the end of the ceremony, but for my podcast audience, maybe you should consider making a vow, a vow to approach all your relationships to the best of your ability from this day forward, allowing for the perfection of the other in all your relationships. May it be so. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me. Apologize for my rough throat and voice, uh, but thanks for continuing to listen. And thanks to everyone who listens to this podcast, who comments on the website or the public Facebook group, And of course, to all of you who've donated to help keep the content written, produced, and distributed. And to help me expand our reach through the book study group and to those donating to create and sustain our special everyday sangha. Please consider supporting my work with the podcast, discussion group, and the everyday sangha through a reoccurring or one-time donation at the Donate tab on my website, www.everyday-buddhism.com. Until next time, keep making your everydays better.